Welcome to Happy House Families Podcast with your hosts, Morgan and Sandy. We are here to be an easy resource for families on the go and who aspire to create more joy within their families. Morgan is a special education teacher with a master's in education. Sandy is a consultant who also has her master's in education and has worked with families for over 20 years. Both of your hosts have a vast experience working with neurotypical and neurodiverse children. Welcome to the show. everyone and welcome to podcast number nine supporting your child or children when they feel afraid this is sandy and this is morgan and i know for me i'll speak for myself that feeling afraid is such an intense feeling that sometimes mm-hmm. it's overwhelming and um and it always breaks my heart when i see my clients my little kids that i work with feeling afraid Um, because it's harder for them to process what does it mean and how do you control your body, how do you control these racing thoughts, and sometimes with the doom and gloom projection that sometimes we do. So I love that today we are talking about how do we support children when they are feeling afraid, because if we can decrease the time when they're feeling afraid, awesome, decrease and eliminate, but the truth of the matter is we all feel fair sometimes yes exactly so I think what's important is first is teaching your kid uh, how to when they feel afraid some strategies strategies that they can use taking deep breaths uh, counting backwards from 10 and things like that so first just kind of controlling their nervous system when they are afraid exactly and um, another thing to do is for them to be able to identify it in their bodies Um, You know, for example, like talking about how do you know when you're feeling afraid, like your heart starts to beat faster, some children Mm -hmm. or some people, like their palms get sweaty or, you know, their throat will contract. We all feel fear in different ways. So it would be good to talk about understanding and being able to listen to your body when your body is giving you these signs of, I'm scared, I'm afraid, and being able to understand when your body is going through that that then you're afraid yes and identify it exactly Exactly. all right good um and so next when we do feel fear and our kids are uh unable to control their impulses one thing that we can do is we can listen and ask questions so when they are feeling afraid we can listen to what they have to say and then ask them guiding questions to help them kind of Uh, dissect how they're feeling. Uh, Next, when we do talk to them about it, we should talk simply and honestly. We shouldn't be too wordy because then things kind of get lost in translation. So you want it to be in very simple and honest terms because you don't also want to sugarcoat everything because there are some things that we should be afraid of uh, because that also, we need to be safe, right? Exactly. There are some healthy fears, exactly. And also another reason not to be too wordy when you're talking to your child at that time is just think about yourself. When you are in the state of fear or panic or being scared, we can't process things as well. So if there's a lot of dialogue, it's just harder to process. And then that sometimes will cause more discomfort and more frustration. And so that's... Um, Another reason that we're saying not to be too wordy because we don't want to agitate this 
you know, your child while they're in this state. Oh, and with that, uh, we need to use a quiet and calm voice. Because if we're talking like this and we're saying, why are you feeling scared? Of course your kid is going to be more anxious and feeling more scared as well because they can, they know how you feel and they react to the way that you, what what you're doing, Children's are children are a mirror of that. So when you are speaking to your kid, it's key to be use a calm, quiet voice that's soothing so that they feel safe. Exactly, and also make sure that we don't use any kind of shaming words. Mm. Like, oh, you shouldn't be scared of that. There's no reason to be scared of that. Um, that, I've noticed with some children, makes things worse because then they start identifying that there's something wrong with them. And that is, we don't want to add on to this feeling of negativity. So we're going to back away from any type of shaming words. And I know, for example, with when I was brought up, um, that was something that was done very commonly, is mm -hmm. a lot of this shaming, like to shame you out of feeling a certain way. And that actually is not the best way. And now that we know a better way to be, then let's be better. Mm -hmm. I love how Oprah says, like, once you know better, you do better. So yeah. now we know better, so let's do better. So, yeah. <laughs> right? No, I like that. Um, and then also nowadays, kids are exposed, and adults, we're all exposed to a lot, just in general. And we want to clear up some confusions, especially younger kids when they watch a movie and there's a monster in it. Uh, they might be afraid to go to bed that night, right? So you want to clear up that this was a make-believe story, this is not real life, or something that is real, like if they see something on the news, you want to comfort them and also clarify where it's happening and that it's not going to happen to them and things of that nature. Exactly. I noticed um, recently with one of uh, the preteens I'm working with, he was watching vampire movies. Oh. And that really became a source of fear for him. And um, he really needed to, and this was not okay. His older brother uh, also told him that vampires were real mm. and egged him on because his older brother thought it was funny and the parents didn't realize that was what happened. Um, so making sure that you do distinguish reality versus non-reality is so important. So for example, if you're going to watch something ahead of time, make sure that you do explain that it's not real, it's pretend, it's make-believe. So I just really want to emphasize that just because yeah. I do see this alive and well with um, my clients. Yes. Um, another thing that's really important is to put fears in perspective because there are certain things that... you're going to be a fearful of but it's really important to make sure that we put it in perspective and that we realize that every single time you go outside you're not going to get kidnapped and things like that like you really just want to have open honest conversations with your kids so that they don't run too high on anxiety exactly and then so with that said it's also very important to teach your children safety issues and safety awareness and then you could even say we are going to keep ourselves safe and these are rules that keep us safe and so what i've noticed is when children know what the rules are of keeping themselves safe then they're less anxious and they're less afraid because they know they have the tools of what to do when x y or z happens mm -hmm. yeah. so having that safety talk is so crucial i recently had um uh a girl who was afraid of the idea of her house catching on fire so her family sat down and they talked about a whole fire plan and that really actually calmed her fear of her house catching on fire uh -huh. so 
actually speaking to your child's fear and coming up with a concrete plan is so helpful. Yeah, I mean, even at school, now we're having uh, active shooter drills, right? Because as we all know, that that's just mass shootings are happening more and more. And it is something that is scary and it is something that is valid to be afraid of. And so right now schools have these safety plans. And so it is actually helping kids kind of feel more in control because they have the tools uh, to, they know what to do if something bad were to happen. All right, next, with that being said, we also wanna help children focus on the positive, that there is so much good in the world. There, are, we feel, we want them to make sure they don't feel alone and that there are so many good things that are happening. Exactly, like one of the things that I recommend is um, kind of like a gratitude journal, but you can just verbally say it out loud, like what you're grateful for and actually go into why you're grateful for it. So for example, instead of saying, I'm grateful for having a house, or I'm grateful for having a home or an apartment, whatever it is, you can actually go into it deeper. I'm grateful to have a home that keeps me warm when it's raining outside. I'm grateful to have a home to come to come back to at the end of the day where I can be with my family. So actually go into the why you are grateful for what it is that you are naming actually enhances that experience. Mm -hmm. So if you can come up with what you're grateful for and come up with five to 10 reasons as to why you're grateful, it actually makes that process a lot more powerful. Oh, that's very good, I like that. Um, another strategy that we like to use is to read books or show uh, TV shows that deal with fear. There are some of you just Google, uh, I like to do this in my classroom, it's kind of uh, episodes about fear and then there'll be like an Arthur episode so you know it's appropriate for kids or uh, things of that nature. Um, educational programs and there's a lot of social stories and books too that you can read with your child so that they can help process being feeling afraid. Exactly and then the next one sounds like an obvious one but needs to be said. Also just be available for when your child is feeling afraid and anxious. Um, this would be the time to, if you have to like call your friend back later, do that. Like this is something that does need, I would say immediate attention when your child is feeling afraid. Mm -hmm. um, so that is a priority. So make sure that you are available so they know that they can come to you immediately. Mm -hmm. um, if they're not, for example, if you guys aren't in the same place, like if you're at work, um, have your child be able to contact you in some way, like text message, phone call, email, something, so that they feel a connection to you. Mm -hmm. I know for me, if I feel connected to somebody while I'm scared, it just lessens that fear, even if it's me sending off a quick text message to somebody. Yes, and let your kids know that they are never alone. So even if they are not with you, like Sandy was saying, give them the tools to be able to reach out to you or to someone else that's an, uh, another adult. Um, to let them know that no matter what, they are never alone. Even if they are physically alone, they do have the tools to reach out to uh, a person of safety. Exactly, and something that you can do is you can actually give your child something of yours for them to hold on to. Oh, that's a good idea. Like a transition object. So, for example, if they're fearful or a little bit anxious going to school, like maybe, you know, if they're holding on to your keychain or something like that, so whenever they're feeling nervous, they can pull it out and hold on to it. I have um, one little girl who has a necklace that she and her mom went out and they bought a special necklace so whenever she's feeling a little bit nervous or scared at school, she'll hold on to her necklace and it reminds her that her mom is always close because her mom says every time you hold on to the necklace, you know that mommy knows that you're thinking of her. So she does that as a way of 
self-calming and also just feeling connected. That's very sweet. I like that. Um, another important thing to do is to keep the lines of communication uh, open between home and school. Uh, so I know nowadays that the schools are texting parents or they have do those phone call blasts. And uh, with technology now, it's really easy to kind of keep in contact with the school. But it's always good to kind of check in. I know back to school night is upon us or maybe just has happened. Uh, just to see what the safety protocols are too so that you are aware of what happens during certain drills and things of that nature. Exactly. That's so important to talk about. Having the both worlds, a home and school, to be one mm -hmm. is really, really important. So I like that you're saying that. And also, Morgan, since you're a teacher, if a child, if one of your students is having some anxiety and fear at home, would you be open to having the parent contact you and letting you know my child's feeling fearful of X, Y, and Z just so that you're aware of it? I would love that. That actually makes my life easier because if you sometimes you don't know everything that's going on. A lot of the time you don't know everything that's going on at home. And so it would be nice and it also answers questions for educators, like, oh, this is why they're distracted, oh, this is why they're uh, maybe being a little bit more isolated, so that we can better assist them as well. And that goes for the school. Um, I think it's also great to be able to talk to the parents and tell them what's going on with their child behaviorally and all that sort of stuff. Exactly, so having a total teamwork, right? Yes. Teamwork, yes, yes I love it. All right, so next, which is super important, is monitoring what they're watching on TV and the video games because there is so much violence. The last thing that our kids need is to be exposed to more violence and to more horror. And so it's really, really important to monitor what they're watching, kind of just look at the TV shows. There's a lot of parental controls. I know they have it on Netflix and uh, different things on the TV where it's super easy. You don't even have to buy anything. It's already set up there. You just have to find it. Um, and what's really key are the video games. I mean, some of these video games are unbelievably graphic, and they're really just not appropriate for kids. Exactly. I've seen some of them, and I can... I didn't have any of this growing up. No. It's, like, it's, it's a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot to process, especially for your subconscious mind, because your subconscious mind can't tell what's real, what's not real. Mm -hmm. And we just want to make sure that we're not, have, we're not creating an issue that doesn't need to be there. Yes. And something else I want to talk about is that uh, encouraging healthy play. So I know when I give uh, my students free time, I have rules where they're not allowed to have play weapons or I don't know, uh, and things of that nature because I don't like any violence because I don't want that to create more fear. And so I think it's really important at school and at home to encourage healthy, safe play. Exactly. I can, yeah, I agree with that as well. One of the things I recommend with my clients is for parents to play with their children 10 to 20 minutes, like once or twice a week, mm -hmm. and allowing their child to dictate and say what they're going to play with the rules of no technology and no violent play and or superhero play. Because usually superhero play does end up being violent. Mm -hmm. So that is the rule that I use as well. And you know, and children are able to do this. I know sometimes people think, well, that's what's happening. There is a lot of violent play and 
And guess what? Your child is able to also participate with other kinds of play. And if they need help with it, then you can definitely model that for them. Yes. And there's also activities that they can do to kind of get get that out of their system. Like, I think it's great for kids to be enrolled in karate and things of that nature. That doesn't mean that they're violent, but they do get to learn those strategies too. So we don't need to say that you, that, that that's never allowed. We just want it to be safe. Exactly. All right, so I think that is it for our safety uh, and fear. Um, If you have any questions or suggestions, please email us, check out our website or our Facebook page. Thank you so much, everyone, and we look forward to having you back next time. Thank you for listening. To contact Sandy and Morgan, check out happyhousefamilies.com or email at happyhousefamilies at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out their Facebook page to join the community. If you like the podcast, be sure to rate us. It helps the show be discovered more easily and help more people.